Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. This is Jill. Welcome to the 41st episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. That was so fancy. I have no idea what that was. I liked it a lot. It was really good. It was really, really good. <laughs> so hello, Adam. Hello, Jill. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. So this is this was a fun episode that I got to listen to because we had two new voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sydney and Tiffany. Right. Uh, they both joined us for the first time today. Um, they have a little bit in common where they were both teachers before coming to Overdrive. So they talked a little bit about the books that they would uh, use with their students. And um, Tiffany has... An amazing backstory. She of, does. That I, I make them give a fun fact at the beginning, and I'm not going to give anything away, but she has my favorite fun fact ever. So um, I think people will really get a kick out of that. I did, if nothing else. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. We're a little biased, but yeah. Well, yeah, we're, yeah it, it'll make a lot of sense in a few minutes when people hear it, but yeah, we're super biased about that. Um, we also, there's something I want to call out. So we always talk at the beginning of every single episode that there's all these different links on overdrive.com where you can find different content that people will really enjoy and we put all of the books that we talk about on a professional book nerds reading list and i'm not going to call you out because i promise not to call anybody out but you told me earlier about a book that you have never read before that is mentioned (laughs) so it's mentioned in this podcast again i'm not going to call you out on it but i actually asked a bunch of overdrive people earlier this week what, what are the famous books that you haven't read and I got a bunch of reluctant answers from people that told me what books they hadn't read so if you go to overdrive.com and click the explore button you'll find the the quote-unquote books we haven't read that apparently everyone else has Um, so it's just a funny list to take a look at so while you're looking for the professional book news reading list you can also find the books that some of our team hasn't read that they were very embarrassed to admit oh i'm not embarrassed for not having read this particular book (laughs) well well, it's so good i don't want to talk about it so it's all right so you had to figure it out i'm sure by the end you had a book that you have never read before i'm not going to call you out but i will call myself out for something for people listening i completely lost my mind in the middle of this episode and i couldn't separate donna tart and ton of French in my brain and there's like a full five minutes where I get them confused (laughs) so don't send us (laughs) tweets or messages to feedback at overdrive.com telling me how dumb I am I know how dumb I am it's okay like when you're in the moment recording and your brain isn't working and you don't have your computer right in front of you yeah I have a newfound respect for all the podcast people that I listen to that I would always be like this is the thing you're trying to think of you idiot and because I so I'm sorry to both Donna and Tana, and uh, I just had a brain freeze. So anyway, uh, if you want to reach us, you, as I mentioned, you can email feedback at overdrive.com. A bunch of people have been sending us emails lately, and we've gotten really great uh, feedback and some book recommendations. I'll bring one on to our next podcast because somebody gave some really great comedic audiobooks that mm-hmm. I totally stole and added to my list. Uh, you can also send us messages on Twitter and Facebook. Just look up Overdrive or Overdrive Libs. You'll find us there. Let us know what you're reading. We are happy to offer book recommendations and all that good stuff. As I mentioned, overdrive.com, there's a button 
that says explore, you can see our professional book nerds reading list. That's also on Pinterest. We got lots um, of places for that. Yeah, list. that's just the generic housekeeping at the beginning of an episode that I'm sure people are fast forwarding through anyway. It's okay. Um, so yeah. We could have new listeners who don't know. That's true. Well, for all of you new listeners, hey, thanks for listening. And all that is where you can find all of us. Um, anything that you want to let our listeners know about? Anything at all? Um, this one doesn't really have a theme, which I think is okay, mm-hmm. because it's just a very general, wide range of titles, which I know like if you have a themed episode, maybe it's not something you're into, so this one is very open. Yeah, that's a really good point, because we do. I am sure there are some people who say, like, oh, this podcast episode is just about mystery, so I'm not going to listen right. in, but yeah, this one is all across the, the board. They list, they read uh, a bunch of different types of books, mm-hmm. so yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no... No specific theme for this one, but people will enjoy it nonetheless. For sure. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoys this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Hello again, everyone. It's Adam from Team Overdrive, and once again, we're going to talk about books. I am in the Overdrive offices, and I am joined by two new faces, right? You haven't been on us before. Nope, two completely new faces, Sydney and Tiffany. Would you, like, would you both like to say hello? Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, also. Okay, I'm going to, just so people can understand who is talking, who I'm going to ask you, maybe just say what you do here at Overdrive and a fun fact about yourself. So, Sydney, you can go first. Oh my god, exciting. I'm Sydney. I am a training specialist here at Overdrive, so I basically teach people how to use what we make. Mm -hmm. And a fun fact about myself, um, I have a tattoo on my arm of my cat, and so people always ask me if it's a memorial tattoo, and I start to cry. Because I don't like to think about uh, life without her. Oh that's man, that's a big. As a person who has, I have a bunch of tattoos. I don't have any for my animals for that exact reason. Because right. I already am. Mm. One of my two dogs mm. is six, and I'm like, well, it's a good thing you're living forever. Because right, <laughs> right. Wow, that's... that's my mantra to her every night as I pet her to go to sleep. Is you can never die. You can never die. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real, it's a real. All thing. right. Well, the the tattoo itself is a fun fact. The idea behind it kind of sad. I'm like 0 for 3 on asking people for fun facts, by the way. No, 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 it's be, it, it, there's a story behind it. It's not okay. to memorialize her, it's to celebrate her. She went through a lot of tragedy, and now she's still with us, so I'm going to okay. stop talking about that. All right, cat. perfect. Embarrassing. All right, no, that's okay. I mean, you, we are at a library company, so it's Good like point. all cats all the time. So that was wonderful. Thank you. All right, next up. Hi, I'm Tiffany. I am an account specialist here, and I work with our international partners. And a fun fact about me is that I bake calves cookies. <gasps> That is a fun fact. <laughs> you have one more fun fact that I'm going to make you talk about. Oh, no. Yeah, you have to talk about this. What? My favorite thing about you that you told me about how oh, you came no. to come to Overdrive. <laughs> okay, so this is a good story. So I'm a huge podcast listener, and I listen to so many every week. And one of them that I came across when I was looking for book podcasts was the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Ooh. That's this one. That's this one. And so I spent a lot of time listening to Adam and Jill and writing down books to read and I learned more about the company and found out that it was in my hometown Cleveland and I looked up some of their job opportunities and here I am we're making dreams happen. We're not just offering Aww. book recommendations. We're making dreams happen. This is like meeting with my favorite celebrity. Okay, so. well, slow down, guys. Please. <laughs> my ego is big enough without having people tell me wow. that I'm a celebrity. 
Um, no, so if anyone is in the Cleveland My area. G-list celebrity. Perfect. Oh, that. Oh, wow. well, ow. Oof. <laughs> All right. Maybe I, just, maybe I should have just accepted the compliment. <laughs> Never looked a gift horse in the mouth, whatever they say. Um, so, yeah, if you're in Cleveland listening to this and you love books and teaching and libraries, look us up. Maybe we have an opening for you. So, anyway, that's, like, my most favorite fun fact ever. And when you told me that, I believe I was, like, dancing by your desk. So I'm glad. I'm glad it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. So we will hop into the books now. You both told me before we started recording that you're a terrible podcast host because you haven't been reading anything lately, but that's okay. I'm going to just start by saying, Sydney, what's your favorite series or books that you've read in recent history? Recent history? Well, um, so I like to think of my three favorite authors as the female Holy Trinity. Sorry for all of you um, Catholic folk out there, Um, which is... Uh, Rainbow Rowell, mm-hmm. Kelly Link, mm-hmm. and Lainey Taylor. Sure. So obviously Rainbow Rowell put out a book in the this within within twelve months. Yeah, that October. Sure. It totally counts. Yeah. Um, I got it not only in hardback, but I got it for the plane when I went to London last year. So I had two copies in my hand at the same time. I felt <laughs> like I had won the lottery. Amazing. Um, so that was awesome. It was very very cool to see her do something really new, mm-hmm. different uh, points of view, first person, shifting characters, different place. It was very very cool. And that's. Carry, carry on. on. Right, yeah. 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 yeah, So that was really exciting. Uh, have not heard anything. I guess Kelly Link put out a book of short stories last year, and I burned through them so fast that I yeah. don't remember anything about them. <laughs> that happens. Terrible. And Lainey Taylor's putting out something this fall. She's... I know. Actually pushed... <sighs> it's getting pushed back a little bit. Oh, I thought you were going to well, put can... my face in the fact well, that you have an no. arc. So <laughs> I do have an arc. She has a book coming out called Strange the Dreamer. It's getting pushed back a little bit, I believe, in the spring, mm-hmm. and she'll actually be on our podcast this fall, which Ooh. I know you're aware of. I'm well aware. So, yeah. Her I, and Lee Bardugo are both going to be on Lee podcast. Bardugo will also be on the Sorry. podcast. Just a little peek behind the curtain for all of our listeners. I, am, I have a very fun job <laughs> some of the time um, that involves interviewing all these authors that everyone likes to read their books about. I get to ask all the questions everyone always has. So I get lots of dirty looks around the office when I <laughs> share who I'm interviewing next. And Sydney gave me some of those. She's smiling I now. I, I didn't give you a dirty look. I gave you great questions instead. Mm-hmm. A list of questions. That's true, which I'll have to revisit. <laughs> That's fine. Sydney, you have to rise to the level of G-list celebrity. Yeah. I'm getting there. This is, my like for, this. <laughs> this is my first foray into it. Worry not. I'll be back next Just month. Just at the beginning. Right. Sorry Before the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Before you know it, I'm going to be on, like, a Nick at Night show. Yes. But, like, way, like, the 2 a.m. Nick at Night shows. Can you bring back Stick Stickly? Stick, Stick, yeah, Stick Stickly oh and I are bros. <laughs> so. All right, Tiffany, what are some of your favorite books or books you've read in the relatively recent past? Uh, let's see. Recently, I've read All the Light We Cannot See mm-hmm. by Anthony Doerr. Is it Doerr? Doerr? I'm not sure. sure. Um, I loved that one. I stayed up way too late reading that one every night. Um... That and let's see. I also kind of went through Gone Girl, Girl on the Train, and In a Dark Dark Wood all mm-hmm. right after each other. So I think I was on a little bit of a thriller kick there. How were your dreams? <laughs> a little dark. Yeah, I they can were imagine. a little dark. Yeah, um, and I definitely had favorites in those that I know everybody's kind of particular about which one they like the mm-hmm. best because of the similarities. But I had a favorite. So- which one? In a Dark Dark Wood. Ah, I like that one the best. There's been a lot of people around our office that have been very much touting that one it's kind of all over some of the like 
featured lists and stuff we have. So. That and, and Girl on the Train, I think I liked both, but I really didn't like Gone Girl that much. Yeah, and that's okay. And honestly, like when it comes to book recommendations, you both were joking about not having any super recent ones. But like, book recommendations are evergreen. So many books yeah, come true. out. And especially like if we talk about books that have just come out recently, like I could, the, I have a few books that I've been reading recently. One of them is A Cursed Child, the Harry Potter book. Yeah. And I just flat out went and bought a copy of it. Um, but telling people that's a great book, they're going to say, well, I have to wait for that book forever because it's going to be on hold. So telling people about books that are a little bit older, they're going to have copies available. So it's perfectly okay that you guys haven't been diligently reading before (laughs) this podcast. Well, to be fair, I mean, sometimes I feel like reading is based on a season. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some times when, I mean, so I don't know what, I don't know what time of year is a good year for a Harry Potter adjacent book. But for me, I feel like that's that would be fall for me, so I can kind of wait. Yeah, that's but fair. But there are some things right now where it's like, if I don't read it right this minute, it's going to mm-hmm. lose the mm-hmm. magic of summer. Okay, so I like that. Okay, so what are your... Maybe go through. Like, do you... Off the top of your head, do you have, like, genres that you want to read for certain seasons of the year? Oh, definitely. Music and books are the two things I feel are really, really seasonal for me. So lots of magic. I feel like lots of magic, lots of mystery, mm-hmm. um, lots of adventure seems to be fall, winter, especially mm-hmm. since you kind of, you know, you, you have the winding down of mm-hmm. the year. So it's something to keep your brain alive. Yeah. And then in summer, this is going to sound terrible, but I'm going to embrace it. I don't want to think. That's in fair. summer, I've got so much going on. There's so much to do with getting ready for back to school for us especially on the school side of things, that I just want to come home and, and decompress. So I want to, th- I think, like, YA. Um, not that YA isn't heavier. There is much you're to in think a safe, about, You're in a yeah. safe place here. No, no, but I, mean, well, I do, but I do like YA that deals with issues, but I just like to think about a simpler time maybe in my own life. I mean, not that I'm not, like, 20. <laughs> um, this is a podcast no one can see, so you can just... I totally just did a head tilt, you can, No, no, not that. Well, you did. You, it was very sassy, but you could just... Right. T- everyone here, you could just say that you're 20. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I'm totally 20. Yeah, I think we're all 20. Yeah, hall go getters. We've been here, (laughs) right? And we're 20 years old. It's delightful. All right, so I don't know what spring titles would be. I'd have to think about that, but I don't know. I think at the beginning of the year, I tend to read more nonfiction. It's like it's a new year, and I'm gonna learn a bunch of things, I'm gonna make myself a lot better. And then March rolls around. And then you give and, up. And you're like, this, It's still snowing, no. yeah. and the depression sets in, and I don't want to yeah. read that anymore, so give me a good thriller. So are you kind of the same way, like, thrillers in spring and... Yes, thrillers in spring, summertime, oh, yeah. I don't know. And then definitely more more literature, fiction, kind of deeper stories at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good time to reflect before the beginning of the year when you learn all the new things. Right. Do you guys ever, do you have books that you will reread, like... Oh, every year kind of a thing yes. I am not a rereader except okay. for when it comes to really long series so I feel like mm-hmm. that's counterintuitive <laughs> but maybe um, the Game of Thrones books or wow you, you've reread okay, those okay so I've that's reread a... <laughs> the first one and I just finished the second and I feel like I should reread it before I go to the third oh my god I know um, and then that's Harry, Harry Potter is another one that I yeah, yeah I, I would love to reread mm. and... it's easy to get lost in the world and I feel like it's it's maybe it's because it's back to school because you're going to Hogwarts every year. So yeah, that's that's ab- I think that's of, absolutely why. Yeah. yeah. So every fall, it's kind of like, oh well, it's you know like a familiar mm-hmm. friend. It's time to go back. Yeah. All right. We fulfilled our 
yeah, episodely contractual agreements to talk about Harry Potter <laughs> every single episode. Um, the other thing that I have to make sure I mention is Ready Player One because we have to say that every single episode. Oh, that's on my list. It's okay, that's okay. List. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. To, it's literally Jill, as you guys know, Jill and I have mentioned it like every podcast. I love it. Um, I will shock you to death and tell you that I think that the um, His Dark Materials series is better than the Harry Potter series. I what? Okay, listen. That's okay. There's no again safe place here. Mm-hmm. The, the podcast listeners can't see me judging you, so it's okay. <laughs> they can tell. All right, so other, okay, so other than Harry Potter, um, Game of Thrones for Tiffany, do you, Sydney, do you have other books that you'll like reread? Um, I mean, I do read the His Dark Materials books, but I try and read them every few years because they're, they make me cry, mm-hmm. um, so that's intense. Um, I, my favorite Rainbow Rowell book is Attachments, and I only let myself read it once a year. Okay, that's fair. Because I don't want to wear it out Mm -hmm. I don't want to remember every line that's coming yeah there's still a part of me that I'm like oh I forgot that line it's so good it makes me (laughs) laugh out loud yeah um I read Jane Eyre every year Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite books of all time and that is definitely like a deep winter book yeah definitely Mm -hmm. like my wife says the same thing really yeah I could definitely set you know however many hundreds of years uh, spoiler alert I could definitely set the attic on fire to keep my soul warm like January February I think we've mentioned we've said spoiler alert on our podcast multiple times and it's always for books that are like, right, like 200 years. years old it's like spoiler alert for Othello it's Sorry, like guys. we all we've done it so many times and we've never we're really good about not spoiler spoiling. alert yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we've never done spoilers for like books we need to be afraid of we always steer clear of that kind of stuff but yeah, Amazing. it happens a lot. So for for me, I read books. My favorite types of books, and I've mentioned this a few times in the past, are books that like move me emotionally and like leave me thinking for a long, long time after it. So one of the ones recently that we talked about on the podcast with the author was "And the Trees Crept In" by Don Kurtagich, and it's like psychological. And like days later, I was like, "Oh, that one part that that thing happened." Like I kept oh. thinking about it, and then like my favorite books are ones that I get super emotional about and like leave me like crushed when I'm at the end of it so those ones though I can't really I can't reread like I'm never gonna reread 13 reasons why oh I love that book yeah oh my gosh but again I will never like there's just some books where I'm like you need to read this and you probably never need to read it again after that but you'll learn from it that was one of my that that flew off my shelves when I was a teacher yeah the students would just Mm -hmm. steal it Mm -hmm. and it would never come back and I'd have to buy another copy but that book's amazing but I so for me I I reread things seasonally for like nostalgia so for the fall and another thing we've talked about a lot I am like Mr. Autumn I love all things fall yeah we can all be best friends about that (laughs) but so I will I read The Legend of Sleepy Hollow Mm -hmm. literally every single October and I read Dracula every single October Um, and then I will read um, A Christmas Carol Charles Dickens every single December like on the nose seasonal Oh, yeah, I'm a total loser. Like, not only will I read Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, but, like, my wife will come downstairs and I'll be, like, sitting by a fire with like a cup of coffee and you have a stocking cap on I, you, I probably I will have like a Santa hat on yeah she'll just look at me like you're a like a Norman Rockefeller picture right now it's kind of embarrassing so my mom every year watches A Christmas Carol on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve as a tra- tradition and I know she'll listen to this so maybe I should tr- suggest that she also reads it every year yeah with a stocking cap on with a with stocking, stocking cap on yeah. some hot cocoa mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. uh, great idea for me I, like I said I, I mean I love the, the end of the year is my favorite time, you know, from fall to, to like Christmas season is like my favorite time of the year. So all the traditional things you can do, like 
we watch uh, Christmas Vacation, like, every single week, and we make sure that, like, our Christmas lights are up the day after Thanksgiving, and, like, on Thanksgiving night, I always watch Miracle on 34th Street. Mm -hmm. Like, we have, like, all these things that, like, I think I just forever want to be a kid in my parents' house. Traditions are awesome, though. I like to watch uh, Christmas Vacation when I'm writing my Christmas cards, because I think it makes me extra sassy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I... I kind of want to do a whole podcast just about Christmas vacation, but it's August, <laughs> so I should probably wait on that. So, okay, you were a teacher yes. for a long, long time. Yes. I mean, not that long. I'm not that old. So. No, you're not. You're 20. You know, we're all I'm 20. I'm 20, so yeah. started young. So what, other than you said 13 Reasons Why was one of the titles that would kind of fly off the shelves and people would kind of keep it, which first off, I really like the idea of students, I don't like the idea of them stealing the book, but that, <laughs> that's a good book for a student. I'm glad that they like it so yeah. much because it does touch on so many, like, Personal. It has so many good messages for them to, to learn, you know, ideas for them to learn at that age. So for your students, because something we talked about recently was reluctant readers, but what were some of the books for your students that traditionally did kind of go off the bookshelves? And uh, Let's see. Things that I had to replace frequently were any of the Twilight books. Um, a lot of Michael Crichton, actually. Really? Yes. Uh, I taught Jurassic Park pretty much religiously every year. That's awesome. And <laughs> I love that you taught Jurassic Park religiously. religiously. What a perfect <laughs> sentence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every year that was what I would end the year with with my ninth graders just because it's a fun read and how can you not like going out with dinosaurs? Um, and actually last year I was able to take them to the the um, 3D release of the original. Oh, was it last awesome. year or was it two years ago? I'm not sure. And then um, when the new one came out, I was able to take a class to go see it. That's awesome. So That's we cool. finished the book and then we saw the new movie. So that was exciting. Um, what else? Harry Potter, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of short stories. And hmm, I'm not really sure what else. Um, what? So what grades did you teach? Uh, eighth through twelfth, mostly. Mm-hmm. So that for me... I loved, and I've talked about this in the past, but Of Mice and Men was like, and it's kind of, it's a novella, it's not really a short story. It's but a good one, though. That's the one that I would, like, I would have kept had I, yeah. had I had stolen books when I was a, a youngster. Sydney, you taught also, maybe? No? You did? Mm-hmm. Six years. Six years, okay. So when you, you started teaching when you were 14. Right. Got it. Good. Um, what were some of the books that your students liked? Do you um, remember? I'm trying to remember because they would, I was mostly graphic arts and film, so we did a lot of film stuff. I'm trying to think if there was anything that we watched that they, when we would watch the Mm -hmm. film version of it, they were also reading at the time, but I can't really remember anything. It was kind of, it was a lot of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tried to recommend things to them, and then they would roll their eyes at me. Um, but they, the things that they would recommend to me most, um, they loved, it was all girls, so they loved That's okay. like Sarah Dessen, uh-huh. um, was an author that they loved, who else did they love all the time? Um, I mean, I was, I was teaching, I was in the depths, um, <laughs> when the Twilight craze was happening, yes. so it was like every Twilight or Twilight sort of adjacent book mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. everywhere. Oh, a lot of angst, though. The Hunger Games series and right. the Divergent series were another, mm-hmm. that those would because you know you, they could finish one and there was another one waiting for them yeah. that was really exciting yeah that that is something our friend Christina talks about it a lot <laughs> she hates reading a book and then having to wait a year <laughs> and I'm kind of this I I agree she takes this she hops on a soapbox about this and I'm I'm kind of the same way not because I don't like waiting which I don't but I'm horrible with names mm. so like oh. I will read a second or third book of a of something and I'll be like, oh man, they're Who important. 
I don't remember those people at all. Um, same thing with like television shows. We're watching Marco Polo right now and we're on the second season. Like that's an important person, I bet, because they're really focusing on them and I don't remember them at all. So I don't, Christina hates waiting because she's super impatient. I just am terrible remembering what's important. So if there's a book that has like a, genealogy chart in the beginning that's probably not so game be of thrones no well that's the problem <laughs> yeah game of thrones oh uh, okay i am a big dostoevsky <laughs> fan but i literally like the brothers Karamazov. yeah you have to be like here's my yeah, chart yeah i'm just holding <laughs> I'm i also am horrible at doing that when you'll see a book that will give you like a map or a yeah. list of people at the beginning instead of being like i'm gonna refer to that i'm like i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna never refer. gonna look at that <laughs> and it's gonna screw me over a lot so yeah i'm really really bad about um, okay, so books that you guys are excited about. I know you have a few, each of you guys. Uh, the most recent one that I've heard about is Dark Matter, mm-hmm. which sounds like it might be right up my alley. Um, Adam, can you tell her more about that? Because you'll probably know it Yes, so Dark Matter is, oh man, it's, um, we talked about it in one of the most recent episodes. It is like a quantum mm-hmm. physics type of a book, mm-hmm. and... Uh, then as soon as I get done with this, I'm going to remember the guy who wrote it. But is it Crouch? Yeah, Blake Crouch. Blake Crouch. Nice job. Good pull. Yay. Um, it, I think he like goes back in time, and like it's a time-traveling oh, kind God. of thing. I and love time travel. Yeah. Obsessed with time travel. Yeah, and not quite Doctor Who, but oh. I know... Isn't that... That's one of your things. Don't you like Doctor Who? No, I'm... they're okay. Okay, they someone else. They ruined it for me. So, All right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Dark Matter is... Yeah. Kind of like time travel and science and like he does something in an alternate version of himself, and it completely alters what he was doing in his original timeline. Sounds so exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm such... I'm kind of like a physics space math geek on the side which I don't tell a lot of people Mm -hmm. but I read some math books in my spare time (laughs) so anything that's time travel or you know Stephen Hawking-esque I'm definitely going to want to read. Is that coming out this fall? I think that came out today. I think it's it's out out at least I hope because we've been promoting it everywhere that'd be bad marketing by us if it's not actually available (laughs) no I believe it is out out as of this recording. Nice. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna write that down. Was there another one you had? You said. Um, I just found out about this one earlier. Uh, we are unprepared. It's about, um, I think it's, uh, I don't want to say Vermont, New Jersey. I'm not sure where, but um, the the star of the century is coming, and probably it, New Jersey. <laughs> probably, um, yeah. I think maybe they moved from Vermont to New Jersey. Uh, but the storm of the century is coming, and throughout the story the storm itself shows like the divisions in these marriages and in the the town and all of those relationships so i think the the storm serves as the setting to kind of talk a little bit more about humans and their relationships so that one sounded oh, cool. a little different from something i would normally yeah, read but interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. so i have to find my overdrive person so you know when you're like maybe learning about music your first time and mm-hmm. you, got, you have to get yourself a music guru like yeah. I have to get myself an overdrive book guru because I feel like the folks that yeah. I've gotten recommendations from I've gotten like one or two and I'm like yes we're totally in line I'm going to love everything you've ever loved and then I get to something where I'm like ooh it doesn't quite connect hmm. so I need like my overdrive person okay. um, not to insult anybody who's given me a book recommendation I probably loved the book you recommended at that <laughs> one time but I want like a consistent like where we're just going to geek out about whatever they're excited about oh. vice versa you're asking a lot here. I am. I really <laughs> want someone to be perfect with their recommendations. Not perfect. I just want them to align with me. Uh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if 
that's perfect. So your overdrive book human. soulmate. Thank you. I might like to be them to be my um, overdrive platonic life partner. Yes, that's sure. Yeah. <laughs> but what I found on my own is that there is a new ton of French book coming out in October, and I can't wait. Yes, there the is. Trespasser. Trespasser. All right. So let me think. Somebody on a recent episode mentioned Goldfinch is their favorite book ever. Really? Yeah. It might be Cindy. And it might be Jill, or it might be someone else entirely. Good job, Adam. Wait, it's, it's someone that we know. Anyway, in the building. Ton of friends here. Not, I haven't read The Goldfinch yet. That's not my. Not your jam. I, well, it, it kind of is. So the secret history and the likeness very close together. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was it? There was another. Oh my God! Why can't I think of who wrote The Goldfinch? Hmm. No, ton of. No. What? It's not ton of French. Who wrote The Goldfinch? Yes. Pretty sure it's Tana no. French. Tana French is like in the woods, in the, the woods, likeness, the Dublin the murder, murder, Dublin squad. murder squad. I'm going to get yelled at right now. You are. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. That's okay because I have my phone. You're recording on yours. I am so recording on mine. It's uh, Donna Tart. Donna Tart. But it's really similar. Okay. They, again, so close. Their second. So again. there's another Donna. I'm sorry. Tana. Not Donna. Tana. Don- oh, man. Everyone is listening to this. Like, I can't believe. <laughs> People are like, you know what? It's the purple pants. They can't He's see. Wearing I'm pants. wearing purple pants They're today. really good, though. Thank you. Um, so Tana French, new Dublin Murder Squad book is coming They're out. They're like eggplant. They're like, true. Aubergine. 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 They are we were an L.L. Bean pant naming company. Yes. Pant color naming company. Anyway, super off anyway, topic. Continue. Right. So I'm really excited about that because I love everything she's ever done. I've loved everything she's ever done. Uh, but for different reasons, the last one was just like I feel like every single book has just just this tiny hint of like, wait, was that a ghost? What was that? It's just like this <laughs> tiniest, strangest whiff of the supernatural, and this last one had it a little bit more than the other. So I'm like, is that a direction in which she's going? I'm okay. going to follow her down that path. Nice. And if not, it's still gonna be awesome. Okay. I've only started in the woods the first one, <laughs> but just the first description of the book. I was captivated. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to keep reading. So I opened that first page and was like, what's this about? I just grabbed it off like the rapid reads, you know, mm-hmm. seven day loan. I opened it up and I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> so good. Do you have some others? Um, so, well, one was Strange the Dreamer, but obviously that's Strange not the Dreamer, yes. I did follow, I, of course, I follow Rainbow Rowell on Tumblr because I'm a giant dork. And she just said, uh, well, I just finished the first draft of something new. I can't tell you much about it, but here's the playlist on Spotify that goes with it. Oh, oh that's a good job by her. Oh, she's amazing. That's... Her Tumblr is the best. So I'm really excited about that, obviously. And I this isn't new by any stretch of the imagination, but I just took out, um, I just borrowed from my local library, uh, Lightless by C.A. Higgins, which sounds super awesome. Okay. It sounds like a woman who has, and I could be getting this description totally wrong, so don't come back and yell at me. But it sounds like a woman who's on a ship of some kind and who has trouble relating to the other people on the ship, but mm-hmm. she has like a very intense relationship sort of with the ship itself. Mm-hmm. And then the threat is introduced and she has to kind of fight for the ship. And Interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that pans out. Hmm. Sounded really good from the review I read. Nice. nice. Yeah. I will add one. Um, I finished... It's called Baby Doll by Holly Overton. It's hmm. her first book. She'll actually be on the podcast. Um, either she will have already been on the podcast <laughs> or she will be very soon after this episode. But it's this woman is kidnapped when she's in high school by a guy like taken captive. And she he keeps her in his basement for like eight years. Ooh. And 
um, all the things you would imagine would happen to someone who is in a basement for eight years. Basically, she, eight years later, she has a child from this horrible, horrible human, and she escapes from his from captivity. Captivity is not the right word. From being held captive, and that's where the book starts. Is when she escapes and oh. goes forward with what her life is like and all these different things that she has to deal with and uh, it, I felt like I wasn't breathing the entire time wow. when I was reading it. It's really, really good. I had some crazy weird dreams okay. while, that, while I was <laughs> reading that one but I can't recommend it enough and then, like I said, I'm reading The Cursed Child right now. And awesome. How so, far into it are you? So I'm making myself read it slowly. Sure. <laughs> I read, so it's broken up into, the play itself is broken up into two parts. And the book that you can buy or borrow from your library, of course, uh, is the rehearsal script of both parts as like told as one story. But mm-hmm. it is very much a script. So if you're if you're not used to stage direction and the way that a play is written, it's a little different. It takes some time getting used to. Mm-hmm. I am a giant theater nerd, so no problem there. Um, I read the first half of the first part. <laughs> like I more so devoured it than I would say read it. <laughs> And I forced myself to stop. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to like do this a little bit every night because I want it to last as long as possible. But it's as good as you would imagine. And plus, it's almost more fun with the stage directions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm picturing it. Not only am I picturing the Harry Potter stories, but mm-hmm. like I'm picturing it on a stage and trying to think like, oh my God, how do they do this? And mm-hmm. so, I was going to ask, does it read very theatrically? Does it feel like... it? So yeah, it does. Because they have explicit stage direction okay. um, that... <clears throat> J.K. Rowling and the other people who wrote it with her, like they put it in there so that the the stage director and the people who are building the sets and everything would know exactly what it needs to look like. Um, so yeah, they talk about like the bookshelves engulfed, insert character here, and they completely disappeared, and then when they spit them back out, they were a different person. So I'm like imagining all these mm-hmm. things as someone who's a theater nerd, I'm like. Not only am I imagine seeing it, but I'm like, how did they? How are they doing this? And it's getting rave reviews in London. So, yay! If anyone out there wants to bring a G-list celebrity to London with them, and, I will, and the side two chair. friends, and my two friends, I will wear my eggplant pants, and we can yes. have a wonderful time going Woo. to see the cursed child. So, um, all right, how about this? I want to know what are your guys' favorite books ever or favorite oh. series? I know. I'll give you a couple that you can choose from. So it doesn't have to be like definitive, but like okay. we'll do the generic host question of you're on a deserted island. It could be like my top five. I, I yeah, to do top, top five, five okay. would be great. Um, and these are ever changing, but they would have to be Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes. Amazing. Every time. So much to think about in the book. Um, Ray Bradbury's The Martian Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Again, a little on the, the space nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, Don Quixote. Have either of you ever read it beginning to end? I have, I have never read it, actually. It took me about a year. Okay. And it's it was long. totally worth it. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Um, I kind of... I kind of want to include The Princess Bride. Absolutely. Uh, oh, such a good book. No problem so there. Good. Such a good yeah. book. That would be like my island read just because I, you know, just to sit back and enjoy. Um, and hmm, I think I have a tie between something modern and something not as modern. Um, Brave oh. New World. Okay. And The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Oh, oh good. But We read that for one of like our American history classes in high school and I remember being like yeah. oh man 
So yeah, yeah. Do Brave it. New World for ideas, content, sure. the things they carried for writing and story. Just yeah, did a, so a good. Lesson plan for a school around that recently. Ooh. I should share that with you. Make Absolutely. sure that I did a good job. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure you did. Close reader. Ever, but, uh, <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, I know collaboration human, right here. Human Yay. connections. Uh, top five. Okay. <clears throat> Jane Eyre, as I said. Sure. Course, always and forever. Um, attachments. Rainbow Rowell. Daughter of Smoke and Bone. Lainey Taylor. Um, Magic for Beginners, Kelly Link, and I had, oh, and um, The Golden Compass, Philip Pullman. Ooh. Mm. See, the um, <laughs> the hack to doing this, and I didn't want to let you guys know about this beforehand, but some of our collection development people have done this before when we've asked these questions for, like, um, the blog and stuff like that. They'll be like, oh, well, I would do the anthology of, of short stories, of <laughs> See, American yeah, short stories. I was stories. not going to be a cheater because I would have yeah. said the His Dark Materials trilogy. But here's the thing with this, because we're desert islanding ourselves, I would also like to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind oh, myself yes. so that I can reread them for the first time every time. That's fair. Thanks. <laughs> You're going to desert me with nothing but coconuts and salt water in well, these yeah. books. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's a good question. people, Because sure. no, that good. way, like I said, book recommendations are evergreen. So, like... Yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there who hasn't read The Princess Bride. Oh. I will judge them silently. So I will judge them out loud. Yeah, well, bit. I mean, yeah. they're it, it. This is now in the past <laughs> when they're hearing this, so <laughs> it's okay. We're not sitting next to one of those. You're messing me up with your time travel talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Jason, this is like quantum go. dark matter. Dark it's matter. All coming. Yeah, basically, there's a different version of this podcast in a different <gasps> timeline where. No one has read Princess Bride, and then there's another one where everyone has read Princess Bride. That one's probably more Which likely. Which is worse? Is this no like one, the... I would assume. <laughs> but then seen... they get to read it for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's actually, if you believe the whole dark matter thing... Are you talking about talk, are you going to talk about Berenstein Bears? No. no. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a version of our oh. universe where Columbo is actually reading us, the Princess Bride, just <gasps> like he is in the Uh-oh. movie. Columbo. That's who that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's Columbo. Yeah, it made me laugh if you called him Columbo instead of Peter Falk. <laughs> Whatever, he's Columbo. Columbo. Uh, anyway. My grandpa. All right, we've derailed. Um, are there any other books or comments or things you guys would like to share before we sign off today? Um, well, I would like to put a shout out to all of our Overdrive staff. And if you're listening and you want to be my Overdrive book recommending platonic <laughs> life partner, slap me. This is Sydney's <laughs> thinly veiled. I'll come on the, the, the podcast so that I can get book recommendations <laughs> from people in the office. Right. I have a feeling right. I know who it is. I have a feeling. We'll, we'll see. And right. I'll write it down on a piece of paper and in six months we can see it. All right. Well, you duped me and I will allow it. We'll keep this in the podcast. Good job. I will also take up anybody on that offer as well if they want to start sending me some recommendations. <laughs> right. Maybe okay. I can give you the soulmates. thumbs up or oh. thumbs down. You guys. <laughs> this is... Is there anything else you'd like to close oh. with? Um... Thanks for the job, Overdrive. This is fun. Oh, that makes me so I happy. I feel very lucky to be here. Wonderful. That's All right. awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me today and for talking books for a little while here. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, for everyone listening, you can get all these books at overdrive.com. You can find them at your libraries. If your libraries don't have the books that we have that we're talking about, just recommend them because libraries are awesome and they listen to the recommendations from their users. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Happy reading, everyone. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.